Hey, so there are times in our lives where life is just not perfect. Life is not going to be perfect. And there's going to be times where you're going to get let down. Um, I know times in my life um, where either, you know, things didn't go my way. Um, sometimes no matter you being a Christian or believing in the Lord, sometimes life just happens. And God never promised that we would always have either a perfect life or a life that would be of ease or sometimes even be happy all the time. And God is always aware of that. He knows that. And there are so many examples in the Bible of people that have encountered difficult situations and sometimes they've called out to the Lord. Um, a lot of times, you know, people in general that say they don't have the Lord to follow after or they don't believe in God or they don't use God as an option in their lives. And sometimes they're left to do things in their lives that when they're sad or discouraged or, 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 you know, just let down, they um, react in certain ways. And I guess the reason why I'm talking about this is because um, in today's verse of the day, I wanted to share this um, real quickly. And this is uh, found out of the book of Psalms, chapter 42, verse 11. And um, this is uh, another Psalms that was written by David. But he says on his in this um, little bit of a uh, kind of a poet poetry moment. But it's really um, it's really ap applicable to today. So it says, why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. Now, I know this is a kind of a short verse, but it's a kind of a quick, you know, turnaround from the point of where he was at. But it's reading, why am I discouraged and why is my heart so sad? Let's stop right there. Now, those two sentences um, does tell us that even though the this person is you know, this this verse is actually written in the Bible, but this showing that this person is discouraged and so sad. In other words, his heart is so sad. OK, one thing we have to remember is that, like I said before, the Bible recognizes that the life that we live is not going to be perfect. There's going to be things that's going to make us sad. It's going to be things that's going to let us down. It's going to be things in life that is going to discourage us. Yeah, you might be sitting here today. Maybe today is not a good day for you. Maybe today or this week hasn't been a good week or even month or, you know, must I say maybe even a year. But the the flip side of this verse, he says that I will put my hope in God. Okay, I will put my hope in God. Now, maybe you have not yet turn to God. Maybe you haven't given God a chance to enter your situation. But if you are this person that is either discouraged or sad about your circumstance and you have not turned to God, you know what? Give God a chance. Give, give God a try. Remember one thing about it. God is not like us. He doesn't, he's not human like us. He is outside of us. He's outside of time. And remember, you know, read 
get, take the time to read your Bible. Take the time to to pray and ask the Lord, Lord, I'm not feeling uh, too good. I'm not feeling so happy. Um, one thing I, I do um, I do and talk about quite a bit is being honest with God. And that you can come to God on any situation or anything or any problem that you have in your life. If you're sitting here today and you have an issue or you have a problem or circumstance that is going on in your life, allow God to come into your into your life. Bring your subject up to him. Talk to him. Some people are not sure how to pray. If you don't know how to pray, then say, God, you know, and just talk to him while you're maybe while you're walking or taking a jog or maybe just out and about on your day and say, God, you know, you know, here's a situation. You never know what God will do or how God will interact on your behalf. You never know what you may learn or what doors may open for you. It says here, it says, I will praise him again, my savior and my God. Now at the end of this verse is what is the hope in God. And that this, this writer of this verse says that I will praise him again my savior and my God. Do you know that if you're discouraged in your heart today and you're, and your heart is sad, put your hope in God is saying, and then again, one of the answers to this is praise. If you're, if you're sitting here and maybe you have not ever praised God and be thankful of the things and the, and the things that are happening in your life, Sometimes a, a change in per- perspective, excuse me, a change in perspective is all you need. Sometimes it's like, God, maybe I haven't seen things the way you see them. But remember, it says that I will praise him again. I will, first of all, I will put my hope in God. If you're not putting your hope in God, or if you're not putting your hope in something positive, then you'll still be discouraged and you'll still be sad and you'll still feel the way you feel. But I want to encourage you this morning that if you're in a bad situation, try bringing God in your situation and praise him, praise him for what he has done and what he will do. Remember this, according to this verse, he is your savior and he is your God. So that's what I have for you today. I pray that your situation turns out better. I pray that the Lord will open the door for you to see a new day, a new perspective. And I also pray that, that your circumstance will change. Why don't we pray that simple prayer right now? Father God, for those of, for my friend that's listening right now, that doesn't feel that their circumstance will ever change. Maybe they're they're dis they're, maybe they're just sad or they're discouraged this morning. Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, because you're a God that can change things, but most importantly, you're a God that cares. And Father, I pray right now that the individual that has listened to me right now 
that is discouraged or sad, help them to put their hope in you. And Lord, I pray right now that once they do that, that they will praise you again. And Father, let them know that no matter what the circumstance may be, that there's nothing too hard for you and that you're bigger than any circumstance. And also, let them know that you are their Savior and you are their God. Father, I praise you in advance. I thank you so much for opening the door and encouraging them. Let their heart be from discouraged to encouraged. Let their heart be from sad to happy once again. Father, I know that there will always be some down days, but there are also some good days. And I ask right now in the name of Jesus that you would seek, seek them out. Father, step into their situation. Step into their situation and their circumstance. I thank you so much for you are God that loves and cares about us no matter what we go through. In Jesus' name I pray. Thank God. Amen. Hey, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. How you guys doing? This is your guy, Larry, the host of Black Nerds Biblecast. This is the portion of Black Nerds Podcast that I talk about scripture and read devotionals and things like that. So I'm so glad that you joined me today. And today we are, we've been going through the book of um, Luke as well as the book of Matthew on the devotion of the Christmas story. Hopefully you've been following along. It's been awesome, awesome, um, as always. Um, just just learning about, you know, the, the, the messages and the stories that are in the Bible. It's just so awesome and so much we can get out of it, you know, as we take our time and kind of like, you know, read through these, these stories. I, I recall um, hearing this story many times um, you know, coming up in church and stuff and, and just listening to, you know, people like my father preaching it as well as other pastors that I've, you know, sat under and, and preached about the message of, of Christmas. And so I really feel that this is such an important time of year that, um, you know, among all the other things we do culturally and, you know, for the holiday season that we, we take the time out to, um, talk about the Christmas story. And, and those of you that, you know, especially those of you that that are in church and and you know just you know understand the, the significance of this, this time of year. So, again, um, we go into this this um, episode. We go into the book of Matthew, um, chapter one, verses eighteen to twenty five. Um, just picking up, uh, we're, we're actually picking up now where the uh, where Mary and Joseph are are basically um, pushed into a situation where, you know, because of the census, they have to travel back to their, their time, their um, location of origin, which would, which would have put uh, Joseph right in the city of Bethlehem. And so this very significant how, you know, circumstances happen. And, and though we not, we're not sure exactly why, but God knows why. So, you know, I thought that was pretty amazing. And we go over that a little bit. Then in Luke um, chapter two, uh, verses one through 14, I believe that's where I'm sorry, that's I'm probably getting my my um, 
my things mixed up at, but Luke two, I believe that is where, um, we, we deal with that. And then in Matthew, in the book of Matthew is where we talk about where, um, I'm sorry, where Joseph was engaged with the angel and the angel appeared to him in a dream. So, so yeah, um, I kind of got, kind of got the, both of those things mixed up. I know that I recorded several, several different times on this, but I wanted to uh, make sure that we got this and, 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 and kind of walk through this. So, you know, all in all, you know, when you listen to the whole thing, you know, you'll, you'll see it as one one uh, episode as we put as I put it together but anyway hey so just stick with me we got like um I believe it's two more episodes to go on the Christmas story so um if you enjoy this episode hopefully you enjoy the next two that's coming so um, without further without me talking any further sit back and relax and enjoy this next episode of Black Nurse Biblecast Hey, so we're going to pick up um, on the Christmas story devotional. Um, hopefully you guys have been following on, following us or following me in the last few uh, episodes of the Christmas story. And so um, this one, this particular um, part of the devotional picks up in another direction in another book of the Bible, which is uh, in Matthew. So um, the last few times we was in Luke, Luke chapter one, this time we are actually in Matthew chapter one. And um, this is giving us the version um, according to Matthew um, about a little bit more about Joseph actually. So it notice in Luke, it, does, it doesn't really tell us too much about Joseph. But in this one, it does. So let's let's um, read this and and we'll we'll talk about it. So it says this is how Jesus, the Messiah, was born. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly so he decided to break the engagement quietly as he considered this an angel of the lord appeared to him in a dream joseph son of david the angel said do not uh, be afraid to take mary as your wife for the child within her was conceived by the holy spirit and she will have a son and you are to name him Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet, which is quoted as um, verse 23. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. Then in verse 24, when Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. And he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born and Joseph named him Jesus. So real quickly, <clears throat> we can see we can actually tell 
according to this small uh, bit of passage here, that we get a little bit more information about about Joseph. One, we, according to, um, pretty much according to what the angel um, had said to him in the dream, that uh, this was Joseph, the son of David. So in other words, he was from the lineage of David, which fulfills this prophecy as well uh, about Jesus himself uh, having the, that, that royal line or, you know, because of the fact that, you know, King David. So that is one, one that you pick up on. Uh, second, I notice here that this angel, it doesn't give you, it doesn't really give you the name of the angel on this one. And second of all, he, he is, um, the angel's in a dream instead of the angel actually appearing to him, uh, physically. Now, I'm not saying that, that I'm not saying that the angel couldn't have possibly been real because I'm just noticing, um, that Joseph, you know, had a dream. Now let's, I'm a, I'm a kind of stop right here and just explain this real quick. Um, God is able to send his message through a number of ways, but one of the perfect ways that he does send a message to you, or sometimes, uh, sometimes able to talk to you is through dreams. Um, there's been several times that I know that I've heard of people that have gotten a message from, from the Lord, basically through a dream. Um, they woke up saying they've had a particular dream and, you know, again, because God is who he is, he's spirit. Um, and he has the power to do that. Yes. He has the power to either send an angel, which is one of his messengers, or he's able to, he's able to give you a dream. Now, the thing that I love about this too, also in this passage is that, that Joseph, he, you know, again, he was, he was, I'm sorry. Sorry about that guys. He was very mindful. He was very mindful of, of Mary. In other words, he cared about Mary. He did not want to publicly, publicly disgrace her. He didn't want to, he didn't want to start any rumors or stories about her. So he, you know, I guess obviously either they, people knew that they were going to be engaged or were engaged. So, um, so he, what he did was he, um, I guess he, he, he decided to break the engagement quietly. In other words, he didn't want to let anybody know. The good thing about this is it, it, it really, it really, um, brought down a lot. I mean, it really kept a lot of confusion from happening or a lot of, uh, a bad reputation for Mary. Okay. People I'm sure in any time or any, any situation, people would have talked and said, you know, rumors and stories about, you know, Oh, well, she's all of a sudden become pregnant and, and they haven't become married yet. And, you know, officially and all that. See, so what he did was what I like, what he did was he, said he's not going to publicly publicly disgrace her or disgrace her publicly. So, you know, to keep from embarrassment, basically he decided to break the engagement quietly. And as he considered, 
what had what the angel had said or what as he considered this then that's when the i'm sorry that's when he had the dream so i'm, I'm kind of getting my my course of events confused here but basically when 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 mary came to joseph explained to him what had happened to her he listened and he just quietly says okay well we're gonna break the engagement until further notice basically but he didn't let anybody know. And that was to keep from him humiliation for Mary. So then that's when he had the dream. So when he had the dream, basically it was the Lord saying, it's okay to take her as your wife because this is how she has been pregnant and how she has become pregnant. It wasn't through sexual intercourse, but it was through the Holy Spirit. Okay. Um, and he also understands that this child that she is carrying um, is going to be a, a, basically a significant and a, in other words, the son of God. Um, this child will be the one that people will call Emmanuel, which means God's with us. OK, which also, um, in my opinion, also embraces the fact of 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 the of the. Um, other words, part of the Trinity of who God is and who Jesus is. This here, when it says Emmanuel, God, God is with us. That was that is also in a literal sense. In other words, Jesus Christ being God in the flesh. Okay, and then when Joseph woke up, he did what the angel had commanded, uh, commanded him, and took Mary as his wife, and did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born. Now, if you notice here, he was very mindful throughout the whole process of this. Um, I really I, I think I don't think enough credit um, in the Christmas story goes to Joseph in this sense. I, I I mean, I know we do talk a lot about Mary in this, but I also I also feel like not enough credit was really given to Joseph about how he handled the situation. And I think that he he did a very wonderful job. As far as, you know, being a man and being the, being the husband to take her as his wife, things like that. I think this this was phenomenal. And so he did exactly what he was told to do. You know, afterwards, he didn't have sexual relations with her after her son was born. And then he said and Joseph, eventually, when the baby was born, he did exactly what he was told to do and called him and named him Jesus. So, um, yes. And this is the reason why, too that it, it, it makes more sense to to follow the instructions and follow the rules as to how things are supposed to go. So we'll be right back. Hey, so welcome back. We are going to continue in this devotional. So um, we just got through reading, um, I believe it was out of uh, Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through uh, 25. And we got a good look at Joseph in this one. And so in this part of it, we're going to be going into chapter 2 of, of the book of Luke, um, reading from verse 1 all the way into uh, verse 14. Now, if it seems like we're skipping around, this is actually, um, part of, of how the devotion is set up right now. And, um, yeah, it's to say the least, you know, it's been pretty interesting. Um, so, um, we're going to get into this one. So follow along if you would like, or just listen to listen as I read. 
Okay, verse uh, one. At the time of Roman Emperor, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. Verse two. This was the first census taken uh, when Quirinius, of governor, uh, was governor of Syria. In verse three, all returned to their own ancestral towns to re register for this census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. Verse 7, she gave birth to her to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in snugly, uh, wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. Verse 8, that night there were shepherds staying in the field nearby, guarding their flock of sheep. Verse 9, suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and the radiance of the Lord glory surrounded them and they were terrified but the angels reassured assured them don't be afraid he said i will bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people verse 11 the savior yes the messiah the lord has been born today in bethlehem the city of david and you will recognize him by this sign you will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger then verse 13 it says suddenly the angels was joined by a vast a vast of others the armies of heaven praising god and saying verse 14 glory to god in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those uh, with whom God is pleased. Amen. Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to break this down a little bit. We're going to talk about this. Okay. So, um, some of you, like I said, might be familiar with the Christmas story. This story has been told, um, numerous of times. Sometimes it's traditionally told in church, like, during the Christmas holiday season as we're into right now. And I just found it appropriate for us to kind of go through this, this uh, particular devotional because of the Christmas season. And also, you know, just to tell the story of the, 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 the meaning behind, um, um, I guess this time of year. So, um, let's get into this real quick. So it's saying there, it, we've kind of jumped into another part of the different um a, a different time here in which the uh of the life of joseph and mary now so remember earlier on in this devotion we actually talked about how how mary first was approached by an angel and one of the things i want to point out is that throughout the story of of the christmas story the angels really played a wonderful and a, and a actually more frequent part in this entire story um they they were messengers and so if you notice in the very beginning um the first angel that that, that went forth and 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 uh, and presented a message was to mary and it, it was the the angel gabriel and then the next the next time we've seen an, an angel again is we've seen an angel in the in the 
time of Zechariah. So Zechariah, you know, he was a priest and he was approached by an angel and letting him know that, uh, that there will be a child being born. And then also he said, and then also he talks about Elizabeth. So Elizabeth was his wife. Now his wife was, was, um, old and had been barren. Um, at that moment, he, of course, he didn't believe what he was hearing. So, um, at that moment, we read that he was silenced and, and forbidden to talk and speak until the moment that his, his wife would have a child. So we found out that, that out then. And then we just got through reading, um, in, uh, I believe it was Matthew. We talk about, um, uh, Joseph, who is in the, the line of King David, um, he's also been approached by an angel in a dream, though. And this time he was in a dream and he was told that it's OK to take Mary in, in as his wife. And they were engaged. But when she was she told him that uh, she was pregnant by the Holy Spirit, um, which was the most powerful um, interaction with an angel, um, then he then discuss, he then decided to kind of call off the engagement and quietly, you know, so that, so as not to embarrass her and make the situation any worse, that he would just go ahead and just, you know, they would call off the engagement until the child was born. But he wanted to make sure, the angel wanted to let him know that it's okay. It's everything's fine. You can still, you know, marry her and, and, and make her your wife. Amen. So at this point in the, in the story now, um, we, we're noticing that, um, there's talking about a census and understand this about the Bible and also the circumstances. And you may understand this in your personal, personal, uh, life, even that sometimes uh, a situation may occur and will put you in a location that God really wants you to be. And according to the prophetic, uh, prophetic verses that we, that we, that I've discovered also in, in the Old Testament. It talks about in advance before this, this time that we're reading in this Bible here that, uh, that, that Jesus would be born in the city of Bethlehem. Okay. Now, because there was a census and, and the, uh, Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire, it says, it says, um, then that put them in a, in a, this actually put them in a location in where the baby would be born, which would ultimately fulfill the prophecy that was talked about where Jesus would be born in the city of Bethlehem. Um, you know, point taken a lot of the songs and the Christmas songs we hear. Um, we, we, we hear there's a, a song that you probably are familiar with called Old Little Town of Bethlehem. And this is where it talks about where Jesus Christ is, is born. Amen. So in verse two, um, it, it lets us know that this was the first census it said taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. Now, um, 
this is very significant historically as well. Now, um, a lot of times people, when they kind of, they kind of, they kind of have their, um, uh, how can I say they, they, they kind of have the disbelief in the Bible and things like that. Well, one of the things that they can go back to is the historical account of, of a census that was taken and around the time when it was taken. This is also a good time to be, to, for people to research, um, around the time of year in the, in the Jewish custom and also the Jewish calendar that they always like to bring up as to when this census was taken. There is record, um, actual historical record of a census being taken around this time of year. Okay. And so this is certain, even more evidence that shows that the events and the situations and also, uh, um, the, all the occurrences that happened actually did happen in real life. And so this is something, this is kind of a, a little bit of a, a clue, if you, if will, if you will, to show like a time marker. And so for those that are skeptical about the Bible and have their reasons to say that, oh, well, this, these events couldn't have never happened. And, you know, Jesus Christ not being born and things like that. Go to this here is a good place to start off for them to research. Did it, did a, a, a census actually happen? And was it, was it required and things like that, which will also put what, what I'll actually put in location where Mary and Joseph would have been. Now, let's continue on here. In verse three, it says, all returned to their own ancestral towns to register for this census. Okay. And now, furthermore, in verse four, and because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home she traveled there from the village of of nazareth in galilee okay these are all now these here locations that is mentioning here is very significant because we learn later as jesus is born and he becomes a man and he begins his ministry he is also ministering uh, quite a bit out of Nazareth in Galilee. And so this is where you get the title, even in some movies that we hear, Jesus of Nazareth. And he's in, in a lot of these movies as we watch them, you know, Hollywood also portrays Jesus and stuff. Um, yeah, he's ministering out of Nazareth and, and a lot of his ministry is in, uh, and, and a lot of the events that occur is on the Sea of Galilee. Okay. So there's a lot of significance, a lot of kind of a, a lot of, um, Easter eggs, if you will, in this story and, and of, of things that have occurred and the locations of where they were and also the locations of where Jesus Christ would eventually be. Now, verse five, it says he took with him Mary to whom he was engaged who was now expecting a child remember at this moment in time Joseph um, and Mary were 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 traveling were traveling to um, back to his basically his ancestral location where King David was remember the reason why he was moving back there is because he uh, he is a descendant of King David and this is also where it puts right in line 
where the prophecy talks about that that Jesus it will be is is in the line of King David because Joseph being his father is a descendant of King David. So these all these events and the you know who was born to who and all that it's an amazing it's almost like a jigsaw puzzle that is actually coming together at this moment as we see in this. Okay, now it says in verse six and while they were there. Now, this is an event that occurs and it occurs at the right time, at the right place, at the right location. It says, and while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. Okay. It, it was, <laughs> some people say at the wrong place at the right time. In this case, it's at the right place and at the right time. Now, verse seven, it says, she gave birth to her firstborn son, she wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. Now, I'm going to stop right here and point this out again. Now, these this this description of of what she had done when she gave birth to her firstborn son, it says, but she wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because why there was no lodging available for them. <laughs> now I'm going to stop here and, 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 and kind of minister a little bit. Um, listen, there might be a situation where you you are you're stuck in a corner or maybe you 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 don't have no other options in your life or your situation and circumstance and you have to improvise and God places you in a place where you didn't realize that you would be at but remember this there is a bigger picture to be seen here because the simple fact that at this moment now it doesn't go into detail on this particular verse but can you imagine you uh, 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 a couple like Mary and Joseph they were looking for a place she's getting ready to give birth okay she is with child and and she's getting ready to give birth. Now, know this. It doesn't say they went to a, a doctor or a hospital. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say they, 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 they were in a, a perfect situation. They were kind of in a bad situation. First of all, they were traveling. It doesn't say they were traveling by car. Remember, we gotta, we gotta re recall the time, the time that was happening. The location this was happening. They didn't have a horse. They were, they was actually, believe it or not, it doesn't say this here, but they were actually on a donkey. Okay. They were actually on a, a an animal in which it did, they, you know, he wasn't going 40, 50 miles an hour. Okay. So, so they, they had to travel that way. They had to travel on foot basically. Okay. And, so at this moment of time, when the, all these things were happening, the, the census, they had to, they had to relocate, go back to their ancestral home and, and which would have been the place where, where, uh, uh, Joseph or where King David was. Okay. Just so happened that King David had to be from the town of Bethlehem. Isn't that something? See how everything lines up though? This is, this is just phenomenal to me because listen, all the, the scriptures in the Old Testament, in Isaiah, in the book of Isaiah, and also somewhat in Psalms, it talks about different locations of where the, the child would be at. These are leaving clues. And here we are over, I'm sure this happened from the, from the, the, the Bible prophecy and the message of the prophecies up until now. There had to at least be a hundred years into the future. Okay. Now, 
reason why I wanted to bring up and stop right here in verse seven about the description of the birth of the firstborn son is because the, the, the details that it talks about, he was he was going to be wrapped in strips of cloth and laid in a manger. Now, the circumstances that were surrounding that, they didn't have no place to go. They were probably looking for lodging. They didn't have no lodging. So unfortunately, they had to resort to being in a manger. Now, a manger from what all accounts and what I've learned even as a kid coming up is the fact that a manger was a place where where animals would be. This was a place where a manger where the child was laid in was basically a trough. This is where animals eat out of a trough. Okay, And so nothing else is put in a manger. Think about it. The, the manger was not a crib. Okay, A manger was not a baby crib. A manger was something in which animals used to eat out of. It it was a animal trough. And so they made use of that. Okay. And they, they put him in a manger to lay him in there. Okay. And remember this, it says that he was snugly in strips of cloth and laid in a manger. Now, some of you that, um, you know, have had, had a child and been in the hospitals before the first thing they do is they snuggle the baby up in, in a, in a blanket, kind of like a, a burrito wrap, they call it. And I can only imagine that the strip of cloth remember was probably cloth for somewhere they had found and remember they said strips so that means they had to tear strips of strips together and 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 wrap him up so that it could be warm now i'm not sure whether it was you know what the weather was like at that time but i'm only assuming that they needed to keep him warm and you know like i said the time that of his birth was not the most opportune time but even though it was the not the most opportune time and it wasn't the most opportune location, it was what God had established and God was watching them throughout the, throughout their whole time of this situation. Ever been in a situation like like them or even similar to this where sometime in your life you figure this is not the right time for me to go on through this things are not working out maybe you run out of money maybe it's financial maybe it's emotional maybe it's a family situation maybe it's a job situation where you lost a job but no matter what always remember that the circumstance we we may not understand why and why things are happening when things are happening how things are happening and we we kind of sit there and we like where is God in this? Why is he allowing me to go through a situation that I know that I shouldn't be going through? But remember, God in the midst of it, no matter whether you are going through a problem, an issue that you don't understand, God is still there. Amen. I just want you, I just wanted to stop on this seventh verse to kind of to kind of minister right here on this because for the simple fact that Mary and Joseph, they didn't have a roadmap as to what was going to happen. There was no script. There was no, okay, next time, next, you're going to go into a situation and you ain't going to be able to have no place to, 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 for you and your child or being Joseph, being the husband, he was like, you know, I didn't even see this circumstance happening. Where am I going to go? Where am I going to take my wife? You know, these are the things that even as a man, he was concerned about. And then he, he had to think quickly on his feet and say, you know what, you know, let me talk to this person. And this person said, we ain't got no other room, but you can come down here and you can lodge in this here, in this, in this area where the, where the animals are. Right. Okay. So that was about it on that. So, so imagine watching a movie 
and you go from one scene to another scene. The next scene we read and we go into will be the shepherds at night. All right, welcome back. So we are now um, into the last part of this um, in this uh, in this episode today, and we're gonna pick up right again on verse eight of chapter uh, Luke to chapter two. Um, it says here, it says the night there were that night there were shepherds staying in a field nearby, guarding their flock of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them and, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. Verse 10, but the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. He said, I will, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. Now let me stop right there. This this story went from Mary and Joseph being in a, a bad situation. They, this was setting it all up though. Okay. As I said before, I really was excited the last time um, we was together reading this. And I really was excited over the fact that God, he, he will take your circumstance no matter what the situation is and he will make it work. And not only that, but there's Easter eggs all throughout this story, the Christmas story here. But these are uh, these are uh, events and situations and locations that were already described in advance before this these events ever happened. Isn't that amazing? So now they skip to the shepherds that are in the field and you kind of wonder, you know, again, it's just like watching a movie. You, you're like, OK, what does this have to do with what happened? Well, the 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 events that had happened between Mary and Joseph going to the to, to the town of Bethlehem and going to the manger has a lot to do with what's getting ready to happen now. So now probably some distance away, I'm sure. The shepherds are in a field and they're watching their sheep. You know, everything's nice and quiet. All of a sudden, an angel appears. Now, remember, I told you that throughout this, this situation, this story, I'm sorry, the story, the Christmas story, we read, we're reading that angels have such a significant part. They're, they're popping in at different intervals in this story. First of all, they, they showed up in Mary's life and Zachariah's life. They showed up in a dream with Joseph. Now here they are again, right? So, so this time the angel appears and he and, he and this angel is appearing before the shepherds. And of course, remember, as I said before, each time the angel appears to someone, they have to tell them, don't be afraid. All right. Except for the one I believe in the, in the dream. I don't think I don't think the angel had had told him not to be afraid because remember, this was a dream. But this one here, when an angel physically appears, he always they always have to let them know to not be afraid. And the reason why is because angels just do, we don't see angels every day. OK, I don't care what it is that you watch. I mean, sometimes we watch the most craziest things on TV about ghosts, about spirits, about all these things. And I see I, I watch them, too. I ain't going to lie. But understand this. Angels do not just appear just whenever it just it's just like it, it's not a it's not a I can say it's not a um a common occurrence. It's not a common occurrence for an angel to just pop up like that. So 
when the angel pops up in here, he shows up in, in the midst of a field. Okay, then all of a sudden the people of um, the shepherds are terrified, but the angel reassures them. He says again, he says, don't be afraid. He says, now the message is I will, br I bring you good news and that will bring great joy to all people. Now, remember this, this is pretty awesome. What does the shepherd have to do with this? Okay. The shepherds are in the field. Okay. <laughs> just, just, just walk with me on this one. Okay, so the angel, he appears out of nowhere in a shepherd field with, with a bunch of shepherds that are just watching sheep. They come to them because they're the most insignificant people to get this message. But he comes to the shepherds first to give them the good news, to give them the message that 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 there will be a savior, the Messiah, the Lord will be born today in Bethlehem in the city of David. Now that's in verse 11. But I want to I want to hone in on why did he give these to why did the message come to them? Why, why couldn't they come to, I don't know, uh, uh, someone that's more important. OK, and, and not to put these shepherds down. But I'm a I'm a laborer, okay. I'm a blue collar worker, and I kind of can identify with these shepherds because these shepherds are pretty much like blue collar workers, man. I mean, um, not to say they're not important because everybody has a job to do, but imagine out of all the people that can come to you, and I'm a custodian, just to let you guys know, I'm a custodian. And imagine an angel coming to the custodians. Imagine we're just the ones that clean up. We're the ones that, that, that clean. Now our job is important. Don't get me wrong. I'm not putting our jobs down, but imagine out of all the places or all the people that an angel can appear to, he, he appears to my group of custodians. <laughs> okay. So that's how I see this. I see this as the shepherds, the shepherds are out there in the field. Nobody, this, this that's a job that hardly nobody really wants to, 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 to do. You know, as you get dirty, you're out in the field, you'd you, the sheep are not clean. You know, it's not like you, you know, they're out there with water hoses and washing them down. No, they smell. Okay. But the angel decides to come to a group of set shepherds on a field that's far away. It begins to tell them and show them that say, hey, you know what? There is good news that I'm going to give you and I need you to be the first to know. All right. I need you to be the first to know other other than Mary, knowing that that this child is coming. And other than Joseph, that had also been given the instructions on this child as well. The shepherds, which is the first group of people that was on a field that they begin to hear the message of the good news. Now, I'm going to say this, and it kind of has something to do with this or not. Your pastor or pastors that are at the church, they are considered shepherds. The congregation in the church is considered their flock. And, you know, we can kind of kind of bring this together in that way. But it's amazing to see that the shepherds were the ones that would bring the message of the good news. Your pastor, your minister that is in your church or where you go to church at, where I go to church at, is responsible for giving the good news. They are responsible for 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 preaching the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Okay. And it's just kind of amazing to me that they that the the angels 
appeared to a group of shepherds that was guarding their flocks, paying, I was minding their own business, and all of a sudden the angel pops up and boom. All of a sudden, this happens. Now, the message, let's continue, continue on here. The message is the Savior, in verse 11, the Savior, yes, it says the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in the, in Bethlehem, the city of David. Now, let's give you an, another thing I want to mention, too, is that I'm sure, though, that these shepherds had a lot of time to to read. Um, they had a lot of time to kind of, you know, read like Bible prophecy and stuff, which they didn't understand that being Bible prophecy, I'm sure. But they they did know historically and probably a part of their culture that there was a story about a, a Messiah coming, a savior. And it says this in the book of Isaiah and the book of uh, all these pro prophetic books, Jeremiah probably even mentioned it. Psalms even mentioned it. There's there's there are clues that talks about the coming Messiah. And so all of a sudden, the angel appears out of nowhere and begins to tell them that this is what's getting ready to happen and it is happening today in other words the day that they showed up is when they said it's happening right now it says in the city of in bethlehem the city of david remember i told you the town and the city was significant bethlehem and they call and, and bethlehem is known as the city of david why because king david was a significant figure at that time they have labeled bethlehem the city of david and you will recognize him by this sign now i'm in verse 12 and you will recognize him by by this sign you will find a baby wrapped in snuggly strips of cloth lying in a manger this is how they would recognize this child. Remember your circumstance that may be in a situation that you just feel like, I don't know why I, I here I am. I'm, I'm feeling like this is the only time or only way that I can be in this situation here. And how's, where's God in it? Well, guess what? God allowed this situation and, and, and the, and the circumstances surrounding it so that it could be a, a sign that that is not that is un, that is recognizable basically you you're not going to find no other child in a manger except for this one it's going to be in the city of david in bethlehem okay and it says lying in a manger and it's going to be and this baby is going to be wrapped in snuggly clothes or these are in wrapped in strips of cloth then after they 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 gave you that message then in verse 13 suddenly the angels joined was joined by a vast host of others the armies of heaven praising god saying for 14 glory to god in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those whom god is pleased now there's some versions that also even talk about what the angels were singing they were actually singing they were praising god and they were singing and they were saying you know glory to god in the highest of heaven and peace on earth okay now peace on earth if you notice here you know we're living in a time of, of this is 2019 okay how when have you heard of peace on earth you haven't there's not peace on earth even today okay there's wars and rumors of wars there's earthquakes there's famine there's disease there's 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 economical situations going on there's there's governments and corruption going on so remember when is there peace on earth the peace on earth 
that we're talking about has nothing to do with the physical peace, but the reconciliation between God and man. All right. God, God coming, in other words, providing a savior, a Messiah, one who would save mankind, one that would be the uh, mediator or the go between between God and man. This was a gift from God. All right. And so even though now as I speak of these things, I am aware of this. I'm aware of the, the, the salvation that has been given to us a long time ago. At this time, the people at that time didn't understand this fully full well. They didn't understand the significance. They knew that a savior would come. They knew that a Messiah would come. For all they knew that this Messiah or this savior, savior would actually come into their circumstances and they, and he would be the king and rule and he would, he would, he would, uh, basically <laughs> solve all their problems. Can you imagine here we are in 2019 and we get, we, we, we're talking about somebody that's going to come and, and they're going to, they're going to straighten out all this stuff, you know, all the, all the economic, economic stuff, all the government stuff, all the personal, uh, uh, things about jobs and, and, and met and the medical, you know, this big thing on, 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 uh, medical coverage and stuff. I mean, this person that's coming is going to solve all those problems. <laughs> and then when that person comes, we find out that that person doesn't solve any of these problems okay he doesn't he in other words he comes not for that he comes because he wants to focus on you getting right with god what's more important to this individual and when 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 jesus came or jesus was born jesus was born as a baby as a child right very significant and another sign that this that this that god is not going to come or provide uh, a mediator that's just going to come walking in to the earth out of nowhere like the angels did that was full grown no he came Jesus came as a child and began to grow up among us so remember there was a lot of time from the time of the birth from the time of the uh, actually the time of the prophetic message there was years that had to take place and those years could have been a hundred plus years up until the, the birth of the Savior. And then when the birth of the Savior happened at the right time, at the right moment, at the right location, like I was saying before, then you had to have the child mature, which took another year. Remember, Jesus' ministry, I believe, started when he was 33. He was in his 30s, okay? And during this time, there had to be time of his of his maturity from the time as a baby, as an infant, from an infant to 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 uh, just a toddler, from a toddler to an adolescent, from an adolescent to a, 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 a preteen. And a lot of that, we don't get that in the Bible. We don't get the, the life of Jesus as he was a, a little boy, except for one. There was one incident as we read or you may read eventually where 
he was a, uh, a situation where he was a little boy and, and they were traveling together. And it does mention, a, we give a sneak peek of Jesus as a child. Okay. And, and I'm talking about when he's walking around, when he's an adolescent, um, or, you know, past the toddler age. And this point he's, he's talking with his mother and things like that. But that's not the point that I'm bringing up in this, in the Christmas story devotion is the fact though, that there has been, had to be time in for the, in order for him to mature into a man and a eventually begin to start his ministry, begin to do the other words, him being in that place where God is already establishing his abilities and authority of what he's going to be doing. The message of the kingdom of God that he's going to be preaching and ultimately making the ultimate sacrifice for all of mankind. And that is to die on the cross to other words, to make, to be the ultimate sacrifice that would redeem us between God and man. This was something that for the purpose of redeeming us through the spirit. In other words, we all are going to pass away. We're all going to die one day. And when we die, there is a place that we go. Our soul needs to be redeemed. Our soul needs to be, in other words, be, we need to be born again. If we, we're born in a circle, in the, in the way that we are, Remember, we're born in sin and God is more concerned about your spiritual well-being than anything. Now, I'm not saying that he's not concerned about your life as we're living here on earth. No, he is. He's listen. The things that we that we go through in the physical in this life also matter, but they also help dictate the decisions that we make and and who we choose to trust. And God does. And God isn't is is very concerned and very active in you, your life. And just like he is in my life, there are circumstances that are challenging. There are circumstances that we don't know that we're going to encounter. Remember, as we read the Bible story or the Christmas story of of Mary and and uh, Joseph, they God was 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 interweaving Himself in and out of their circumstances. He was allowing and making and making do to where yeah they had to travel here and this 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 census was going to happen and 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 when this census happened then it's going to push them into the city of David where they're supposed to be where that's what where Mary is going to all of a sudden give birth and when she gives birth they're not going to find no place to to to, to have a uh, lodging and so they're going to have to be forced to be in a situation where they have to lay the child in a in a trough where animals feed at and that's where they're going to be and and that's where the message of the bible is going to be the, the everything that we read about every song that we sing in Christmas time we talk about what we talk about away in a manger we talk about uh, old little town of Bethlehem we talk about joy to the world and when the angels would begin to sing there's so much so much not just in the Christmas story devotional but the songs that we sing the songs that we sing around Christmas time and this is where I always told you before it's like I love Christmas because why because of the exaltation of Jesus Christ because of the joy that God has and and given us of the salvation and this and the savior of the world how this all fits in how this all comes together as a big present <laughs> amen so all i'm saying is is that the significance of christmas 
has surrounding these events, surrounding God's preparation for Jesus Christ to come in, surrounding his way to provide salvation for all mankind through the child, through this child that will eventually grow into the man that God has established him to not only preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God, but to ultimately sacrifice his life on the cross, which will ultimately bring us in connection with God overall. Amen. So listen, I know I went through kind of thoroughly through this a little bit, but I felt it important to 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 really, really, really um, talk about this. Listen, there's so much significance to Christ, to Christmas. OK, and this is why. Again, I say that when sometimes people, they use, they abbreviate Christmas and they abbreviate to Xmas. Okay. Why? I have no idea. Christ is so important. It's so pivotal. And remember this, as I said before, the reason why people, I feel, eliminate or abbreviate Christmas is because Christ is so significant. Historically, you can't get away from mentioning Jesus Christ. He is a historical figure just as well as he's a biblical figure. So you cannot get away from Christ. You can't go to God without Christ. Christ is important. You cannot go around the other way to get to God when you die and say, I'm just going to get to God. I don't want to believe in Christ. No, you got to go through Christ. The Bible says this and Christ declares this himself. Okay, when he's when he's starting, he's in his ministry. He says that I am the way, the truth, and the life. No other man can come to God except through me. Okay, now a lot of times people say, "Well, that's 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 so uh, what I say, narrow-minded or 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 what have you." But it's not my rules. This is God's rules, and this is the Bible, and this is what it says. Now, people can debate all day as to whether the Bible is true or or whatnot. I hear all the arguments about it, and I'm sure some of you do too. But remember, remember, either you're going to believe, and by faith. Remember, this is a book of faith. The, the, the Christianity is a, is a, is a, is a religion of faith. And saying, well, how do you know it's real? Is we, you know, you believe by faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. We're living in a time that these events that we read and that we're reading is this devotional that has already happened. It's already happened. So why? So we have evidence to where we can go back historically, like I said before, that you can find that there is a census that actually happened around that time. We can actually locate a time when this actually happened in the Middle East of that that part of the world okay so there is there is ways that you can track that but the things that we we're not sure of or things that that were the miracles that happened the angels that appeared the star that appears above the area in which that would locate the the shepherds eventually to find where this child would be so that they can come and worship and they can come and see for themselves about the child being being there amen listen just as the star led them, let this story lead you to Christ. If you're if you're listening to this for the first time and you've never heard this story, but you're listening to the books of Matthew and book of Luke for the first time and you're, you're seeing it for the first time, like, wow, I didn't know all this was happening. I didn't know this has anything to do with Christmas. 
in a way, it doesn't have anything to do with the Santa Claus and the gift giving and the trees and the lights and the, and and some of the things that we go through, even the the, the, the Christmas uh, movies that I love to watch too. But I'm gonna tell you, the message of Christ is very significant around this time of year. Remember, in the midst of all the all the hustle and bustle of the Black Friday sales and and all the sales that we go through in in in, in our society right now in our culture, and and I'm not saying, listen, I'm not trying to dismantle any of that stuff. I mean, I think that it has its own place. I I, I really love the time of watching, seeing the Christmas lights on the on the houses and the trees and stuff. I really love that. It's 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 all kind of interwoven, but at the same time, what's most important to me is that the message of Christ and you hear it and you hear it in the songs. Sometimes you hear it in some of the songs that we hear on the radio. And this is the only time of year that, like I said before, that Christ is exalted and is praised in such a beautiful way. And I just, I mean, I really adore this time of year. It's one of the reasons why, like I said, Christmas is my favorite time of year. And and I, I don't like it where it's Christmas is one day. I, I really enjoy the fact that after Thanksgiving, I begin to play my Christmas songs. I begin to just get in my, my the mood of, of just enjoying Christmas and really uh, um, taking the time to think about the importance of Christ and the importance of what is really being exalted here. All right. So, yeah. So that's about all I have, man. I know I'm kind of getting long winded on this one, but I wanted to really, really, really kind of push that and explain to you about that um i really um um, hope that you're getting a lot out of this um devotion um this is a a tremendous devotion and and it's not over yet we still um have we have um let's see we got oops, oops, oops oops we got two more we got two more sections to go through okay and we're going to be getting into that. So more than likely the following week, you're going to hear more from me on this one. But until then, listen, be encouraged about the message of Christmas. OK, enjoy this time. Enjoy it. OK, some of you right now as of this recording right now, we have not even reached Christmas yet, but it, we're, we're right in the middle um, within maybe I say a week and, and a few days now. Enjoy this time with your families. Enjoy this time with your friends. Enjoy this time with your significant other. Okay. And just enjoy the love that you feel and enjoy this time of Christmas. Okay. And I'm not going to tell you how to celebrate it, but I am going to say just, just thank God for what you have. Thank God for the message of Christmas and the joy that you really feel around this time. If you love Christmas like I do, you might be kind of uh, feeling a little warm and fuzzy. (laughs) But uh, anyway, yeah, I hope you do, man. And until next time, be blessed and God bless you and your family. And I'll be talking to you soon.